This is NetSweepers Inside the Sweeps podcast. I'm your host, Allison Bussey, and today I sit down with George Abraham, the Managing Director of GASA, the Global Anti-Scam Association. We'll discuss the growing global epidemic of online scams, the evolution of tactics and trends used by scammers, the role technology plays to help combat online scams, and how you can stay vigilant to protect yourself. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of our podcast, Inside the Sweeps. I'm very excited to have our guest, George, with us today. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about the important work the Global Anti-Scam Association does and your role as managing director of the organization? Of course. As you said, my name is George Abraham. I run the Global Anti-Scam Alliance, short Gaza. We're a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to help consumers not get scammed worldwide. And we do that by bringing together uh, policymakers from governments, law enforcement, consumer protection organizations, and the cybersecurity sector to share intelligence on scams, uh, what's happening in the market, uh, discuss new ways to fight scammers. That's basically what we do. So the sheer prevalence of scams in the world is a concerning issue. I think we've become so increasingly interconnected in our lives and scammers are always seeming to find new avenues to exploit us. There's an array of cyber crimes ranging from very sophisticated cyber attacks to simple confidence tricks. The nature of scams seems to make it challenging for individuals and authorities to keep up and combat them. So what are some of the most common types of online scams that you think people should be aware of? We also run a website called scamadvisor.com, which is an online algorithm which helps consumers to check if a website is a scam or, or legit. And there we actually see quite well what kind of scams people are checking or what kind of websites. And we see the, the three most common types of scams we come across are on number one, online shopping. So online stores selling fakes or not delivering a product at all or actually delivering a, a product, but you did not order a stone brick, you ordered a watch or or shoes and you get a brick because then the scammer can tell to PayPal or MasterCard, well, uh, I did deliver a product and it's just a delay tactic. So that online shopping scams are number one. And then we see investment scams uh, sharply on the rise. And also here, many different forms from investment companies giving you opportunities to invest in too good to be true uh, investments. Forex trading scams, cryptocurrency scams, uh, you name it, and it's there. And thirdly, and I think that's the most hideous type of scam are Roman scams. Um, So Roman scams are when a person believes to have met somebody online, there's a relationship, often romantic, not necessarily, but after three or six months, then the scammer says, well, love, I love to fly to you, or I'm in a hospital and I need money. And then, of course, in the end, the, the scammer takes more and more money from the victim, but never ever allows for a physical meeting. So those are the three types of scam we come most across on scamadvisor.com. They're all so different. Like, I mean, they're all scams, but they're all so different in their tactics. It feels like we've seen a significant evolution of online scams over the years. You know, technology moves so fast and adapting to advancements in technology and the continually changing digital landscape. As online platforms and social media gain popularity, scams have also expanded their tactics to exploit these channels. How have online scams evolved over the years and are there new tactics you're seeing scams? use? 
yes, scammers are, in my view, the best marketeers ever. They are very innovative. They always know how to use the latest technologies, the latest crisis. So we see innovation on three fronts. One is they are using more and more our own data against us. So they crawl our Facebook accounts, uh, what we do on Insta, and they use that information against us. So they use the names of our friends and families to build trust, and they're doing that in a very refined way. We also see that they're using more elaborate tricks. So we see that investment scammers, for example, they sometimes build completely authentic looking government websites, which authorize or certify a forex trading or in a, a cryptocurrency website and claiming that they are legit and certified and authenticated. So they use a yeah, tactics to build trust, which are really, really very, very, very well developed, unfortunately. And then last, uh, but not certainly not least is, I mean, with the rise of artificial intelligence or, or machine learning, I should say, we see that scammers are now creating fake photos on the fly. It used to be easy to identify Roman scammers because they were using existing photos from the web and you could just search for those photos. That's no longer the case. They can create photos of people who never existed. And the same with voices. I mean, we are now getting in cases where people really believe that they've been called by their son or daughter or grandmother because it was his or her voice. Uh, and what the scammer does is just taking a few snippets of your voice, which you have left somewhere on the social media, and they're using it to create an artificial voice, which sounds like you. And of course, we have also the deepfake videos. And we are coming across the first deepfake videos where scammers really use that technology to scam uh, people. It even happened to myself. But that, that's maybe for another time <laughs> to tell that story. We'll keep that one for a different time. But when you talk about AI and, and the voice and the deep fakes, I mean, we always hear a lot about people falling victim to online scams, but it seems like it's becoming easier with this, you know, kind of technology. It's not just about people looking for, you know, financial stability or missing out on something. The typical things people might think that cloud their judgment. So, of course, scams can target anyone, but I think we often hear of certain demographics being more susceptible, like older adults can often be targeted because they are less familiar with technology. Are there specific demographics or groups that tend to be more susceptible to online scams? Although now it seems like there's so much happening that it could be, it really could be anyone when you talk about all the AI and deep fakes. It can happen to everybody. We see it across all age groups from five-year-olds to 95-year-olds. We also see it in any kind of education level. Uh, poor people, rich people, well-educated, not educated, anybody gets scammed and there's no discrimination there. We do see some shifts. I mean, as you said, I mean, it used to be a little bit more elderly people getting scammed and especially losing a lot more money because the elderly people were targeted uh, with investment scams because they have pensions. Nowadays, actually, in the last two, three years, we saw a shift. We see now young people, 18, 35, getting scammed more because they, they are more online and they also are a little bit less careful than elderly people. So anybody can get scammed, but we see currently that young people actually are scammed more than elderly people. I wouldn't have thought that just because I don't think that's what everyone typically thinks. So with kind of this shift that you're seeing, what are some red flags that people might be able to use to identify potential scams? 
I used to say if it's too, too good to be true, it is. That rule still applies, but it's getting hard because the scammers are getting better and better and better. So I still recommend people to follow their gut feeling. If it doesn't feel right, take time. Don't act immediately. Scammers always are pushing you to act now. Do this. I mean, this is your last chance. Uh, the benefit, the, the opportunity is going away. Don't act on that. Take your time to investigate. Check with your family and friends and even better check with the authorities. If you have any doubts, don't give the scammer your money. Take time to investigate. Also, don't go for the old rules. I mean, people still contact us with how could I be scammed? The SSL certificate, the small slot you see in some browsers, it was there. The SSL certificate only tells you that the communication between you and the scammer is encrypted, but it doesn't protect you from a scam. So other companies and consumer protection organizations say ch check out reviews. Reviews can no longer be trusted. We see that the amount of fake reviews is becoming so high, you can no longer rely on reviews views alone. Finally, we see a lot of people checking if the company is registered. That's also no guarantee. I mean, we set up a April Fool's joke with the Scam Advisor coin offering a 100% return on investment in 10 days. And we registered the company with a company's house in the UK. So we became a registered company in the United Kingdom. We paid £12, which is nothing. And we used as directors the names Charles Ponzi and Bernie Madoff, both no longer alive and very well-known scammers. So you you cannot trust a company registration alone. You have to go for your gut feeling and please always take time to investigate and talk to friends and families. Yeah, it seems like using your gut and taking your time is two of the biggest things you can do. But there's also the idea of taking proactive action could also seem crucial when it comes to navigating online risk. Being proactive, individuals could maintain better control over their online security and keep their personal and financial information safe from scammers. What are some preventative measures you can recommend to people from online scams? In my view, you as a consumer can no longer be expected to recognize all the scams. The scammers are getting too good. And using uh, artificial intelligence, nobody can distinguish between is this my son or is this a fake? And it will only get worse. We need to rely on technology to, to safeguard us. So I, of course, advise people to go to scamadvisor.com to check if the website is legit or a scam. But very honestly, I, I like the NetSweeper solution a lot more because that's on a much lower layer. They're protecting... Uh, users because if a website is malicious then NetSweeper already blocks it even before it can hit your browser and that in the end is a much better solution than asking people to check it manually because the scammers are getting too good and we need to rely on te technology to safeguard users. It seems it's almost like a toolkit. You kind of need multiple layers of protection. It can't just be, like you said, the, the end user being responsible for, you know, keeping themselves safe. We've kind of been talking about how scams impact, I'm going to say like the everyday person or people, but there's also many challenges faced by legal and law enforcement agencies. You know, the overall global nature of scams, the jurisdictional complexities, the anonymity of perpetrators. I think plus the sheer pace of the evolution of scamming tactics. So what are the legal and law enforcement challenges in combating online scams and how effective do you see their efforts? 
This is a really depressive part. <laughs> um, we talk a lot with law enforcement and they're really good people. But very honestly, our politicians have been asleep since the year 2000 because already in 2000, we saw the economy is going to digitize. Oh, surprise, crime is also digitizing. And we didn't do enough there for a very long time. We see that 90 to 95% of all the scams are coming from across the border. And scammers do that on purpose. I mean, very honestly, you're a stupid scammer if you scam in your own country, because that's where law enforcement can get you. As soon as you're across the border, the chances of getting caught are less than 0.05%, which is nothing. So at the moment, we are in a situation where it's very cheap to set up uh, online scams. It's very lucrative and uh, the chances of getting caught are nearly zero. So that's one of the things we at the Global Anti-Scam Alliance are trying to improve. We define 10 recommendations to turn the tide on scams and are currently working with our partners to turn those the recommendations into concrete actions and solutions to better protect consumers. Because with the current legislation and also the current discussions with Russia and China, we're not going to solve this issue. That did get a little bit sadder there. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned technology being used to aid scammers. You know, they leverage technology to perform activities and they're able to exploit the global reach of the internet to carry out scams and at scale. But on the other side of the coin, technology can also aid in the detection and prevention of scams and help protect individuals. So what role do you see technology playing in both facilitating and combating online Online scams and are there any tools that can help fight against it? As I said before, we see that scammers are very innovative and they always use the latest tech. One of my experiences with a deep fake was we are always looking for good developers. And I was contacted via LinkedIn by a developer from Serbia. I did a video interview with him and something was a little bit off. And I asked him to remove his glasses. And at that time, he broke the connection, never came back. And the, the scam is that he wanted to have an advanced fee uh, for his work. And it, I mean, on paper, he looked great, but it was a deep fake. And the only way I found out was that his voice was a little bit more Asian while he himself was from Serbia. So we see scammers using the latest tech and thank God we also see that the good guys are developing technologies to recognize these new fakes. But very honestly, it's an uphill battle and the scammers are currently ahead of us. So we really need to, to work together, share data in order to, to win, this, uh, win this war on scams. As you know, over the past two years, we have forged a strong uh, partnership to make a significant impact when it comes to protecting individuals. So, you know, using technology to help them from falling victim and fostering a safer digital environment. So can you tell me how NetSweeper's expertise in content filtering, as well as internet security solutions, contributes to the efforts of the Global Anti-Scam Association? Yes, we're very happy that NetSweeper is using our scam advisor data. So we, we scan more than 30,000 new websites every day, and we automatically send that data to NetSweeper. And we also get data from law enforcement and, and brand protection organizations and consumer organizations. And we immediately send it to NetSweeper. So as soon as we know, hey, this website is a scam, five minutes later, NetSweeper can block it for users. And that's the way we should go, because we cannot expect consumers to recognize scams. They need to be protected. It's on a lower, more infrastructural level. And it seems like quickly, as you're mentioning, the scammers are innovative and moving quickly and we need to try and keep up with them. So we've kind of come out of COVID-19 pandemic, which, you know, affected everyone globally. But 
I think this also might have provided some fertile ground for scammers to exploit this kind of situation. So as we were dealing with the pandemic, scammers were able to devise new schemes, perhaps to devise to deceive, you know, vulnerable individuals. So as technology advances, so do their strategies and and trends employed by scammers. Are there other trends or patterns in online scams that have emerged recently or that you've seen since the start of the pandemic? And what should someone do if they think they've fallen victim to a scam? I think we already discussed quite a few trends. I mean, we we see scammers always use the latest tech and also the latest crisis. We've seen that with the corona epidemic. We've seen it with the Ukraine war. Within one day, I had the first scammers claiming to be non-profit organizations helping people in Ukraine. And it's the bushfires in Australia. It's the floods in California. Any crisis within a day, you can guarantee they will pick it up. How you can protect yourself, use your own brains, stay vigilant continuously, but also use tools like those of NetSweeper and anybody can get scammed. So it's not, you should never be ashamed of being scammed because it happens to everyone at least once in your lifetime. And if it happens, immediately contact law enforcement, uh, contact your police. They really are willing to help you. It's not, uh, you're not an exception. So if it happens to you, contact the police and they can help you hopefully uh, get your money back, but at, or at least recover from the scam because it can have a massive impact on you. You've given me and our audience so much useful information. And as we wrap up today, I just want to get any of your closing comments or thoughts that you would like to leave us with, George. No, I, I think I, I shared everything I wanted to share. I really would like to thank you for having me. I enjoyed uh, the podcast and I wish you very much luck with your next one. Thank you so much, George, for coming on today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Inside the Sweeps. If you want to hear more, check out our previous episodes on Spotify or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. Stay up to date on all news related to NetSweeper. Head over to our website, netsweeper.com, or give us a follow on any of our social platforms. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time.